Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What if I told you there was an overlap between Islamic extremism and the indoctrination we are seeing in America's schools? We'll talk to Azra Nomani, who makes that case, and her new book, Woke Army, The Red-Green Alliance That Is Destroying America's Freedom. Now, before you probably got to know her as a vocal voice in the fight against critical race theory, as a vocal voice in Fairfax County and nationally, against school boards and this woke stuff that they're doing in schools. She had been at the front lines to reform the Muslim community. She worked as a Wall Street Journal reporter in Pakistan post 9-11 when her colleague and dear friend Daniel Pearl was kidnapped and murdered by ISIS. She helped lead an in-depth investigation into his murder in conjunction with Georgetown University. So you have to know that background story to understand why she fights so hard and why she is dedicated against fighting extremism. I mean, she has experienced, she has seen it in the most brutal form it can exist. So we'll talk to her about that and why she was motivated to speak out in the summer of 2020, fighting for her son and fighting for kids across America so that they're not indoctrinated. We'll also talk to her about what this country could look like, will look like, If we continue down this road of equity, continue down this road of diversity, equity, inclusion, where will that lead us as a society? So all of that and more with the fascinating Azra Nomani. Azra Nomani, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, First of all, you're the author of the new book, Woke Army. And I was looking into your background. I mean, you you were just a rabble rouser and I love it. Uh, Just taking on things, fighting for change. Uh, I, I love it. Oh, my gosh. It's in my DNA. I, you know, when I was a little girl, I learned English as an immigrant to America reading Nancy Drew. <laughs> she was never going to be voted homecoming queen. But, man, she was the best detective in town, right? Well, you are uh, you're speaking to me. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, you, you don't need to be accepted. You know, it's more important to make change than to be accepted. You know, And before, you know, a lot of people know you from, you know, Fox and, and fighting against critical race theory in schools, which is obviously extremely important. But before you were doing that, you're also fighting against extremism 
and the Muslim community fighting for reform there. You know, talk about those efforts and why that was so important to you. Yeah, because, you know, the title of the book is Woke Army, and so people will think that it's the modern-day expression that we're seeing in the school systems and school districts. But the very um, subtle book cover that we've got has the hammer and sickle up at the top left corner of the far left, and then at the far right, is um, in the bottom bottom right is a picture of the crescent and star of my Muslim faith because it, exactly Lisa the, long before I knew who my school board members were and all the indoctrination that they were putting into our school system there's another extremism that I was fighting I, I was a reporter for the Wall Street Journal this little girl who had knew not a word of English. When I arrived in the United States at the age of four, I became a reporter for the Wall Street Journal at 23 and was able to, you know, work at this great media outlet um, exposing injustices and, and, you know, chasing the money, following the money, and then 9-11 happened. And I had just this dramatic reality check like most of the world because this were this was my faith that had been hijacked also by these extremists that did this tragic you know murder of so many people on 9/11 and I like a lot of reporters got on a plane and went to Pakistan to go to the front lines and there my dear colleague from the Wall Street Journal came and visited a home I was at it was uh, January 23 2002 and my colleague was journalist Danny Pearl. Danny, I waved goodbye to him as he got into a taxi for an interview, like so many that journalists do. But in this case, Danny never came back. He was kidnapped by Islamists, extremists within my faith. And what did they do? They used Danny's identity against him. They, you know, went after him because he's an American, because he's Jewish, because he's of Israeli ancestry. And that was my aha moment. You know, I realized the, how lethal extremism can be, how lethal sectarianism can be. And so that set me off on a path to challenge the extremism within my Islamic faith, become a Muslim reformer. I went in through the front door of my mosque in Morgantown, West Virginia, to the chagrin of the men inside who thought of it as a men's club. And so that was my battle for you know, um, so many years until 2020, and all of a sudden, a new extremism emerged, this extremism that we now know as wokeism. But I, I brought with me all the skills and all the um, in, enlightenment that I'd gotten fighting the extremism within my face to take on our school boards and these activists and consultants. And I'll tell you, it's a lot of the same fight. So when you're talking about seeing extremism, I mean, you saw it in its absolute terror in having your friend, having your colleague murdered by ISIS. I mean, I can't even imagine what that was like. Uh, can you talk a little bit about you know what you learned from from your time in, in Pakistan before we you know fast forward to now and also just you know talk about that a, a little bit more? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. I mean, I went from. You know, just being a fun-loving reporter at the journal, trying to sneak funny stories into the paper, and to just, um, you know, a, a reporter chasing terrorists now. And 
and it was very personal. You know, it was not just some esoteric idea. It was Danny's life on the line. And and I I I somebody was asking me yesterday, like how have I stayed so persistent and never given up hope? And it's because Danny's smiling face is a North Star in front of me always through ups and downs. He was such a great human being. You know the person in the newsroom that you just love? Like, everybody loves them, right? They, yeah, they they keep everyone's spirits up. That was Danny. Um, and for me, as an immigrant to the United States, Danny was such a special friend because his parents had immigrated to the U.S. from Israel, and he was born in America in Southern California. And he knew how to live the life, uh, work really hard, but he enjoyed life. And so he introduced me to an America that I had never known. I went in DuPont Circle and to the bo- a bar for the first time in my life. I, this good Muslim girl had a, had a, um, you know, uh, beer on tap. It was like so great. And Danny was there to corrupt me. Uh, I went to open mic uh, with him and, uh, I, he, I told him how, as a Muslim girl, I hadn't been allowed to go to my prom because we're so socially conservative. And he helped me throw my first party ever. We called it a Midsummer Night's Prom. And I had my prom finally at the age of 28. And so thank you for asking because, you know, you can probably hear the smile in my face right now that what we're fighting for in everything and, and all that I'm doing is that goodness, you know, that purity, that innocence, and and that was robbed from this earth. Danny was robbed from this earth. A man murdered at the age of 38. He didn't even get to see his little baby born into the world. And these men used ideology to, as a cover for their violence. And I knew it because as a journalist, I investigated every single detail about their lives, every single second of their moves. And the one that I'll just share that just, you know, has never left me is the fact that after they brutally murdered Danny, you know, they beheaded him, cut him into pieces, blood had spilled onto the floor of this safe house in which they were hiding him. They washed the floor of that blood and they lay down their prayer rugs to pray as if religion and the heavens sanctioned this brutality. And that's when I learned that I said, no, like we have to challenge all of this extremism. And, and that's what, um, you know, you know how it is for us as journalists. Like it takes a lot to, it takes a, it takes, it's a big moment when we say, all right, I'm going to go out there with my point of view, you know? If there's something dramatic has, has to happen, something very real in your heart has to move you from the news pages to the opinion pages. Consequence of extremism is lethal, and that's when I knew that, like, I, I that was what I had to do for the rest of my life, fight it. And, of course, you led uh, an investigation in conjunction with Georgetown University in, in, into what happened, uh, which I, I can't imagine how challenging that has to be as well. You know, you're, you're talking about a friend, someone you obviously had a deep admiration and love for, and then, you know, having to look further into that individual's murder. I mean, 
I just can't imagine that that had been really hard. Oh, very. I watched his video, you know, documenting his murder dozens and dozens of times in order to find the clues on the hand of the man who held the knife. And I watched and watched and watched it, and there was uh, this evidence of his vein pattern on his hand, if you can believe it. And that is what led our U.S. intelligence and law enforcement officials to uh, allege then that Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who is sitting in Guantanamo Bay now, uh, as was the actual uh, man who held the knife that beheaded Danny. And so that journey took me to Guantanamo Bay because I had to see Khalid Sheikh Mohammed look at his hand. And I saw that bulging vein. It's not stuff that's admissible in court, but that's exactly this journey is um, in the book as a, a labor of love and also a lot of suffering because when you dare to go into the deepest abyss, right, there are many people who don't want you there. And and what I learned is that they'll try to do anything, you know, to take you out. And what I encountered were character assassins, you know, that would use every ugly name in the book in order to shame, ridicule, and, and send me in, into the corners, right, of this world. But, but that's the lesson that I really brought to our fight against these woke school board members because guess what? They ended up using the same tactics, you know, trying to shame parents. And, and that's where Danny has just remained with, with me, like this North Star. Let's fast forward to the summer of 2020 when, you know, you started saying some of this stuff and, and you have a son and, and his school and just in schools in general. What was that, you know, aha moment for you? Why did you say, you know what, I, I've got to I got to get involved in this. I need to look deeper. I need to speak out. What was that for you that was just like, I, I've got to get in this fight, too? Yeah, well, you know, I had been covering and reporting on the Islamist uh, um, threat, as we call it, the people who believe in political Islam. And if you can believe it then, Lisa, before the summer of 2020 even, I ended up in my reporting at this fundraiser for this organization called American Muslims for Palestine. Well, they're not just for Palestine, they're against Israel. You know, they're anti-Semitic. They would like to wipe Israel from the face of the earth. So there I am doing my reporting, and all of a sudden this young woman steps forward. And I wonder who she is. She introduces herself. She is a young woman named Abrar Omesh, and she's running for Fairfax County School Board. And she tells us the $3 billion budget. It's a lot of money, you know, and I can think to myself, ding, 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 they're going after that budget, that money. And then she says explicitly how she can then, from this position of power, put in place the curriculum that they want about Islam and Palestine. And it's woke washing, what I call woke washing, because sure enough, not only was Abrar, but the entire school board that was elected then that fall on a activist agenda. You know, they were out to hijack, really, our curriculum, our schools, and our kids. And, and that summer of 2020, I faced it like full on as a parent because their first target was this idea of merit in America. They came after the admissions policy at my son's high school, Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, a school 
that is rated number one in the United States by U.S. News and World Report? And how did this fit into the larger ideological battle that I've been witnessing for almost two decades by them? It's just like how in Pakistan, Afghanistan, in the madrasas or their government schools, their religious schools, they indoctrinate kids. That's what they were going to do with our kids in our schools. And in order to do that, they got to dumb the kids down, you know, and that's why they started that summer of 2020 with merit, you know, and our high achievers, because you bring them down, just like the Cultural Revolution did in China decades ago, you, you claim the nation then, right? You claim the young people. And I didn't know this, you know, Lisa, I, I, I had to do a lot of learning that summer about these new ideologies called critical race theory. And I learned, became a fast learner. And I realized then that summer that the Muslim activists that I had been investigating for so long, they had used critical race theory to, as a shield for themselves. They had made Muslims a race so that you couldn't criticize Islamic extremism without being called a racist or Islamophobe. It was such a clever, diabolical plot on their, on their part in order to not deal with the number one issue in our Muslim community. And that's exactly the same tactic as you know very well, they've used these last three years to silence anybody who wants to challenge their woke indoctrination. And that's why, you know, all these uh, two decades, just they, it just inoculated me and prepared me for this moment. Quick commercial break. Back with the author of Woke Army, Azra Nomani. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them. Sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Well, and it seems like, uh, you know, between this attack on merit, the indoctrination, sort of the collective efforts, I mean, the dummy down of America seems to have been working. I mean, you, you look at even throughout COVID, there really has been a lack of critical thinking in the country. I also think that the shaming factor as well as important, you know, so we really have, it, it seems like we've already arrived at, at this moment of the, the dumbing down of America and, and the lack of critical thinking, either for fear or, or maybe people just don't know any better now. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have had so many victories. You know, it's been headline news this past week that Culver City Unified School District in Southern California got rid of English honors. Like, why is that headline news? Because we realize it matters, you know? English honors prepares you for literacy, right? It makes you a more literate human being in this world, which makes you more politically literate, gives you more health literacy, and it makes you a better citizen. So they steal that from our kids. And you're absolutely right. They have had so many victories, but we're fighting and we have big wins. Like our parents in Fairfax County, Virginia, we sued Abrar Omeish and all her other school board members, all sanctioned and endorsed by the Democratic Party for racial discrimination because this new indoctrination is a new racism in America against anybody who doesn't fit their little uh, narrative, right, about America as a white supremacist nation that suppresses minorities. And so who are they going after, the Asian kids? We won a federal court decision in which the judge ruled that the school board had been acting in an unconstitutional way, that they had discriminated against the kids. And I I predict we're going to lose in the appeal as the school board is trying to continue its racist practice, but we'll take it to the Supreme Court with our lawyers at Pacific Legal Foundation, and we're going to win there, Lisa. It's, so we we are fighting for the future of America, and we will win. Like, we are winning, and absolutely they are scoring, uh, you know, important wins in battleground the school districts in in the minds of individual children. Like, that's what breaks my heart the most. Like, every child is so important to value, and they are stealing from these kids their self, sense of self-esteem, their sense of self, you know, those things that are going to make them healthy or unhealthy human beings in adulthood, and they're stealing it with all this, you know, uh, incursions into gender identity and sexual identity that is just too young and too inappropriate in how they're doing it, um, and and that's that's how the religious extremists did it in my own faith. They get them when they're young. And, and so we got to keep fighting. That's, that's the message of my book is like I try to give folks a window into their battle plans so that you're better equipped when you're taking them on. 
and, and your point, Lisa, that's the most important message that I learned. They tried to shame me and my Muslim community, called me a Zionist media whore, uh, told me I was an Islamophobe, every name in the book. And my mom loves me, and she never let me absorb it, you know? My parents supported me every step of the way, and and that's what prepared me then for the summer of 2020 when we started getting called names. I was like, man, did it, done it. There's nothing you can say to me that I haven't heard before, and you're not going to define us because now we have the sacred trust of our children to protect. Well, and we're destroying kids in the process because, it, you know, if you're looking at critical race theory, you're telling people that they have less value than others based off of mutable characteristics. Or if you look at transgenderism, you're telling kids to not love who they are and how they are made and inherit in all of that. Uh, of course, all of that's going to lead to, you know, depression or, or lead to kids uh, questioning their self-worth when you're judging them, you know, over those sorts of things at, at such a young age. So it's it, it, at the end, the kids lose. Oh, yeah. That's what I literally walk around with um, the front page of the Wall Street Journal that uh, broke the story about the Culver City Unified School District not having uh, honors English anymore because you turn the page, and here it is. I'm turning the page right now. Page one, schools cut honors classes to boost equity, and they face backlash. Turn the page, page A2, up at the top. This isn't going to surprise you, Lisa, but it's so shocking. Teens' distress may be worse than it looks, is what the headline on the page story on page A2 is. The two are interconnected. You steal from the child's sense of self-esteem and sense of self, and of course their distress will go down, you know? Of course, will will increase. Their distress will become worse. It, it's, it's, and it's the intention. You get a broken child and you can then indoctrinate. And, and that's where we, we just have to have zero doubt in our hearts about being on the correct side of history because if everybody just remembers their younger self and how much a pat on the back or, you know, a smile meant for you as a little kid. I remember the coloring contest I won, you know, in sixth grade. <laughs> I still remember walking in with my little gift certificate that I'd won at the little store on, on High Street in Morgantown, West Virginia. It, it uplifts your spirit, you know, for just a moment, and it, keep, it propels you forward in life. And we cannot steal that from the kids. What's well, a motivating factor to want to, you know, continue to excel and to continue to do well in, you know, whatever area that, you know, God has gifted you in, which, you know, looks different for everyone in life. But, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, what do you think society is going to look like 10 years down the road if we continue down this road of diversity, equity, inclusion, continue down this road of critical race theory, continue down this road of equity? Oh, we will have stolen from America's future the values of uh, freedom, equality, and really goodness. Because, uh, and, and, I, and, I, and I don't say this lightly at all. I have read dozens and dozens of these books that they're putting into the school systems, studied the multi-million dollar contracts of these diversity, equity, inclusion consultants, played their ridiculous games like, you know, privilege bingo and, um, and the oppression matrix. I've gone into that matrix. 
and it's ugly. It's it's so ugly. It's it's new racism, uh, like I mentioned. And why I say that is because it's so clear that these activists and ideologues are taking a, a flawed system that society has had that included a hierarchy of human value. There's no doubt, like that existed definitely in history, including the history of the United States, but also the history of nations in Africa and South Asia and East Asia. It's, it's, it's a way that people have practiced injustice in cultures all across the world. We had an old hierarchy of human value. They want that America in 10 years to have a new hierarchy of human value. And they are deciding who is more valuable. You know, the trans person of color with a disability who is, you know, orders above the white male Israeli citizen who believes in the state of Israel, you know, as a place that exists in this world. They have created this new racism. And with that new racism, they include a new cruelty. And that cruelty includes shaming people because of their identity. And, um, and, and that's why I say they, they will rob from America goodness. And I know this because I've seen it. You know, I've seen it over and over and over again in that murder video of Danny. They took from this earth a goodness because of Danny's identity. And it will be so violent to the spirit and the soul of our future generations that it is akin to murder. You know, it is so horrifying, as we all know, to steal from a child their sense of self. And that is what these activists and this network that I call the woke army is trying to do for power. You know, that they want power and they want money and they want control over people. And, and that's why we cannot relent. You know, we just cannot we cannot relent. Well, and of course, they'll rob us of excellence, uh, you know, in addition to the goodness as well, because, you know, equity is a race to the bottom and we're going to end up with people in positions who should not be there, as evidenced by the Biden administration. <laughs> but I wanted to, to ask you about this real quick. There was a report, I believe, last year about, you know, some Muslim parents uh, at Dearborn, Michigan, fighting against these books in their kids' uh, schools. You know, and, and of course, you know, a lot of parents have taken issues with the, you know, pornographic books, things that children should just not have to see at such a young age. You know, speaking of alliances, how do you think that'll they'll shape out? You know, the more woke and, and crazy the left gets, do you think there will be some Muslims who might be like, I'm going to vote for conservatives because this is just not what I believe in my faith and I don't want my kids taught this, you know? Yes, like you're you're speaking to one, you know? I was, yeah, I, as, a, um, as a good journalist, right? Um, and I you know, just... As a young person, you know, I before social justice be, became a dirty word, um, it, you know, hijacked by the woke army, um, I believed in fighting for justice. You know, I that's why I went into journalism, and I aligned with the Democratic Party 
in its, you know, advocacy as I was moving forward in the 80s and 90s as a young woman in the workplace. Um, but then I saw during the Obama administration this unholy alliance between the Democratic Party and Muslim establishment organizations in the United States that aligned with organizations overseas like the Muslim Brotherhood, you know, who wanted Islamic theocracy, Muslim supremacy. And that ended up, remember the ridiculous stuff that President Obama would say about the Islamic State has nothing to do with Islam, you know? And, and remember, Lisa, and you know what, Lisa, back then, I would actually get invited to speak on MSNBC. Because uh, because what's his name? You know O'Donnell, right? On um, the at, at night, he got as a Catholic the threat that the Islamic extremism was waging on Christians. But then they didn't care. They didn't change anything, and that was that unholy alliance then between the Islamists and the Democrats, and that that then realized Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. But exactly, just like you said, Muslims who recognize now that that unholy alliance is actually coming at the sacrifice of their own values and ultimately their children's futures, they are having second thoughts, just as I have had. And, um, and those parents in Dearborn, Michigan, they stood up because they were being told exactly what parents were being told all over the place, which is that you as a parent don't have rights over your child. You as a parent don't have the right to question the inappropriate books that are in the school libraries. They, the activists and um, you know, the quote experts have override you. And not only are they staying up in Michigan, I've talked now to parents in Ilhan Omar school district you know, in her congressional district, and they are fighting back, and and they are seeing what I think everybody ultimately realizes at some point or another: the woke army will come for you. You know, they will come for your kids. There is nobody who is safe. There might have been liberal Jews who thought, oh, it's convenient with my, you know, it's it fits with my worldview. Well, then all of a sudden, the liberal Jews slipped in the hierarchy of human value because they were called now white, you know, no matter what their identity, uh, and because the Palestinians had to move notches above them, you know, the oppression matrix. Gay men, right, um, from San Francisco have been booted off of school uh, committees because they weren't gay people of color. You know, they didn't fit the matrix anymore, and they were kicked off. So they, I think not only among Muslims, but among everyone, people will realize that you're going to be a casualty and your kids for sure are going to be casualties in this woke army's, uh, you know, campaign against each one of us. And so it's, it's slowly happening, the awakening of people to their threat and and we can't wait for it, you know, because we have to keep educating. That's really what I'm trying to do in the book most of all is just take people into the trenches and show them how these guys operate so that 
they are inoculated, you know, so that they are prepared for these tactics of, of, of shaming and, and disparaging and, and all the rest that they try to do to shut us up. Well, Azra, a fascinating life story. The book is fascinating as well. Everyone should go out and read it. I, I think the biggest mistake the left has made recently is taking on children because then they're taking on mama and papa bears and mama bears like you exactly. are not having it. So. Yes. <laughs> so Yeah, you thought like I fought hard for my friend. I fought hard for my friend and you, you know, because that's what mama bears and papa bears do too, right? You you come after our families by design or, you know, the ones we create among our friends and we are fierce, right? And so I fought for my friend and then they came after my kid and his school and his classmates and they weren't going to, they were, we were never going to relent and we won't. That's, that's the um, miscalculation they have made is that, you know, that this is a hill we will all die on for our kids. And, um, and hopefully we won't die. And I, and we will all see this brighter day, but um, we will see the brighter day. I'm absolutely certain. I want every, I want to leave everyone with optimism that we will win, but we need you in this fight. Well, I, I love warriors like you, rabble rousers like you. <laughs> and I, I appreciate you joining the show, Azra. Woke Army, it is out. Everyone go check it out. Uh, Azra, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lisa. So that was Azra Nomani, uh, author of Woke Army. Go check out her book. Uh, obviously, a, a really interesting life that she has lived. Uh, interesting background, compelling story. I appreciate you guys for listening every Monday and Thursday. But of course, you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank my producer, John Cassio, for putting this together. As always, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. I always like to read those. Until next time. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.